0: Hello, 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 woohoo, live from the dungeon, how exciting, how exciting, right? Another episode of My Orgasmic Life. Okay, so all of my listeners who can't see the dungeon, um, if you want to see what the video is going to look like, you can go to my YouTube channel, okay? Um, But I want to describe for you, so I'm wearing my black PVC corset. And a long flowing velvet, burgundy red velvet, uh, long flowing skirt. Okay. All right. And I have my favorite wooden spoon. (laughs) In case any of you get out of hand. (laughs) All right. Let's drop in. so, let's talk about, first of all, welcome to another episode of My Orgasmic Life, uh, the podcast that just keeps on giving. Um, I'm your hostess with the mostess, Gaia Morissette, and today's episode is brought to you by Tickle Life. Hee <laughs> hee. All right. So, the other housekeeping thing before we get into power exchange um, is going to be, uh, don't forget to tip your hostess. So the way to tip me and to support me and support all the ways that I show up in the world for you guys is to join my Patreon and for only $5 a month, you can get all sorts of exclusive content that you can only get there. And then I am launching a fantastic membership program. So I will stay till the end and I'll tell you all about that then. Okay, so let's get into our topic, power exchange. So what is power exchange? So in every interaction that you have with anybody, at any time, there's a power exchange that is happening. Both consciously, unconsciously, ethically, consensually, non-consensually, but there is always a power exchange. So ultimately the definition of a power exchange is that one person is in the leadership space and the other person is in the follow following space okay and then when we drop into the world of kink and bdsm those terminologies would change to uh, doming dom and submissive domination and submission or topping and bottoming okay so those would be the, the the terms and so um, just for everybody who's new to uh, BDSM language and kink language, I will make, uh, I'll, I'll do some definitions. So doming means the person who's in charge, okay? They're the, they're the person who is doing whatever activity. They're, in per, they're the ones that are in charge of the scene and the scene or the playtime um, is the activity that everybody is uh, consensually Oh, it's only okay if it's consensual, that are consensually uh, participating in. Same with the top. Top is the one who's leading the, leading the situation in that moment. They're the ones that are in charge, um, so that's what a top is. Uh, submissive is the one that is surrendering and has given over control and has given over power to the dom or the top with negotiation and consent only okay um and the the bottom is like the submissive who is in that moment just surrendering and receiving and has temporarily given over their power or have just been uh, agreed to receiving okay so that's what those are the terms so let's drop into like why why does power exchange happen well if you've ever spent time with, if you've ever watched and observed, it's best to look at it from that way. If you've ever observed two people trying to make a decision, <laughs> all right? So if you have two passive or submissive or um, leader or um, um, followers trying to decide what you're going to do, where you're gonna eat, where you get, what restaurant you're gonna eat at, what movie you're gonna pick, It is incredibly painful. You see, well, whatever you want to do. No, 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 whatever you want to do. Okay? So needless to say, everybody ends up (laughs) missing the movie and going hungry. Okay? If you have two followers together or two submissives or two bottoms together and they have to make a decision, if you have two doms or two tops or two uh, leaders, Trying to make a decision. So this is what this looks like. So um, I think we should go to this movie. Or I'm, I want to go to this movie. And the other, uh, you know, uh, dominant personality type's like, well, no, I want to go to this movie. And then the other person's like, but no, this is what I, the movie I want to go to. And, and so you're arguing back and forth about who gets to choose the movie. And, again, no one gets to go to the movies. <laughs> because you have two people arguing about who gets to be the one to choose what movie you're going to watch. So that's just that's just, like a, a, just a taste of why, why it's really important that in every interaction, in order for an interaction to go smoothly, whether it's decision-making, whether it's a, a shared experience, one person takes lead while the other person follows now in that conversation so let's talk we're talking about out in life and then i'll bring it into specifically into um when we're talking about um bdsm okay so out in life you want so one person needs to take charge so the other person can follow then you can change in the next minute, and that person who was following can now take charge, and you can do this exchange of power back and forth, and that happens all the time. Or you might have interactions with people that where somebody happens to be more more dominant, and somebody happens to be in their nature to be more submissive then you'll have the dynamic where the dominant personality type typically is taking lead in all decision-making and, um, you know, basically most of the relationship or interactions and the submissive is quite happy to go along with it. So, but it happens everywhere all the time. So it's not foreign and it's not weird. So now let's bring that into a sexual component before we bring it into the kink component. So in a sexual expression, you have somebody taking lead and somebody following, again, you have to. Otherwise, two people are arguing or two people are staring at each other. No action happens unless there's a leader and a follower, a leader and a follower. And that exchange of power can be fluid for throughout the interaction. Or it could be for a, set, for a set period of time. And so this is where we start talking into more getting into the kink and the power exchange. So it may be set for a period of time where uh, one partner is uh, following and the other partner is taking lead. So if one partner in that moment is being dominant and the other person is being submissive. And, you know, um, and it might be agreed upon that it happens during this, this sexual interaction. Or it might be agreed upon that... Okay, for half of it, I get to be in charge, and you get to follow, and the other half, it switches up. But the really important part of power exchange, so there's unconscious power exchange, and then conscious power exchange. So unconscious power exchange is the stuff that happens with personality types. So for example, um, I have a very alpha-dominant personality, it's just, it's it's in my body. Uh, and we're going to talk about this in a second. It's in my body language. It's in my um, language I use. It's in my tone. It's in my it's in my presence of how much space I take up when I walk into a room. It's in the fact that um, you know I don't I'm equal to everybody in that room. I feel equal when I walk into that room. Um, it's just the nature of me. Okay. Now, what ends up happening on an unconscious level when I'm in social situations and I'm around other people is two things happen. Everybody ends up deferring their power to me without me, without, and it's just, this is the unconscious piece, right? This is more of that animalistic alpha, you know, in in a group dynamic, there's the alpha, and then you go down the, the chain of events or the chain of order of the power structure in, uh, you know, hierarchical power structure. So what ends up happening is is that without people realizing, they just start deferring to me and they start giving me their power. I haven't asked for it. Actually, most of the time I don't want it. And, And yet it's what happens. So that's the unconscious people giving me their power because of my presence of who I am, okay? The other piece of that is either that people defer to me or I walk into a room without saying anything and the other alphas in the room and the other doms in the room, the other leaders in the room, well actually it doesn't happen so much with leaders, um, but the other like alphas, they either defer to me or they feel like there's a threat in competition and then there's you know this conflict that ends up happening. Um, Not because, again, I'm very good about um, consciously exchanging power. Like, you're in charge, you're in charge. I don't need to be in charge. I don't want to be in charge. Like, this is is, is fine. Go ahead. Like, go ahead. Like, I I don't need that. But that's what ends up happening. If you, you might want to look at, if you tend to have a lot of conflict with others, it might be because you're alpha and you're not aware that you're alpha, and other people aren't aware that you're alpha, and so you're you're running into those problems. And um, we'll do another show on how to navigate the world when you're a alpha, <laughs> and how to deal with other alphas. All right, that's another show for another time. Okay, so let's come back to um, so that's the unconscious power exchange. So how would it play out in the bedroom? So in the bedroom. You typically in a sexual uh, relationships, um, one person tends to be not always, but tends to be more taking lead, taking charge, making taking initiative of sex time. And so, that and again, is a on, on an unconscious level is just that is their nature is to take charge, and in that taking charge, they you know, take initiative in the sexual, in the the sexual realm and the other person who may be more passive, submissive, um, personality type this again, is all on the unconscious level, um, will love that and just go along with it because it works with who they are. Okay. So that's what happens on an unconscious level, but see what ends up happening because you haven't consciously meaning awareness like full full awareness like unconscious is like your subconscious and your conscious awareness is your conscious awakening awareness like you are aware of what you're doing why you're doing and how you're doing it okay so consciously what ends up happening when you have these unconscious agreements is that there's resistance there is resentment There's uh, miscommunication. There's all sorts of shit that can go wrong and go sideways really quickly. Okay, so now let's talk about in the world of BDSM and kink, power exchange is about now making conscious choices about your power. Giving your power over to somebody to hold it and take care of it and nurture it. And you get to surrender and let go and you don't have to think about things. You don't have to worry about things. You you can just be in the moment, okay? And the person who is being gifted, (coughs) thank you for the loves. The person who is being gifted the power, their responsibility in Holding that power is taking care of and being on top of it, and making sure that the the person who's given them that power that they're emotionally, psychologically, and physically safe from taking care of. And that's the that's when we get into conscious power exchange. That's the agreements of how we want to do that in a way that honors everybody and takes care of everybody's well being. So. There's a lot of power, there's a lot of freedom. So a lot of people ask me, this is one question around power exchange people ask me, and and also an exchange, the extreme of BDSM. Why would somebody give over their power? Like, that seems like a really stupid, know, here are some of the things that people have said over time, okay, that was really seems really stupid, that seems like it's abusive, that seems like you're, you know, somebody's getting taken advantage of, like, these are some of the preconceived ideas that people come into when they think of power exchange, and, and why would somebody do that? So the first thing about before anybody consciously gives their power for for you know, a, a predetermined amount of time is also important, all right, is that we have boundaries and containment, and we have, you know, time limits and all these things, um, is that there's a lot of freedom in not being in charge. There's incredible freedom in not having to think that you can just surrender into the moment. There's a lot of beautiful, there's a place called subspace, which is the equivalent of um, major meditation, right? So being like a meditative guru, um, the state that meditative gurus get to can also be achieved by going to subspace. And that's, that's what happens when you surrender and you give over your power and that you don't have to be in charge and aware of everything that's going on. It gives you this space of being able to go into the stillness, into the void. Into the emptiness, which can reset your whole. There's all sorts of physical, physiological benefits, which helps, you know, reset your nervous system and, you know, the biochemicals that are pumping through your body and, like, all these beautiful things that can happen. And the only way that that happens is if you surrender. And the only way you can surrender is if you let go and you give your power over to somebody else for, for, you know, for a Determined amount of time and in with boundaries and stuff, and in that, it also teaches us about trust trusting our own self of like, is this somebody safe for me to surrender my power to and surrender to? Is this somebody trustworthy? Um, do what do I need to put into place? What do I need to communicate? So you have to find your voice to ask for your needs to be met. Like, there's a lot of beautiful things that happen from gifting your power to somebody else. And in order to get to that place, there's all these things you you get the opportunity to grow and learn and, and heal, which is always, you know me, it's always my jam, <laughs> becoming the better version of yourself, the best version of yourself. So what's in it for the person who's holding that power for that period of time? Well, it's intoxicating that somebody It's an honor, first of all, it's an honor that somebody trusts you enough to give you that beautiful gift. That's number one. And so that creates this beautiful, warm heart connection with that other human being that they trust you enough to take care of them in that, you know, know, again, agreed upon time and space and parameters, right? And that is amazing it's intoxicating to be able to have to to wield that power so it's it's an honor it's amazing it's opening up your you know your heart and it's also helping to uh enjoy the fact that you're wielding all of this power which is intoxicating and can be incredibly sexually arousing like for me i'm a sadist i'm a sexual sadist so Uh, Me having the power to do whatever is predetermined and agreed upon in our, you know, negotiation before the scene happened, okay? And I keep saying that because it's really, really important that things don't just willy-nilly happen. There's a whole bunch of prep that happens before somebody gives their power over and then I get to wield it. And part of wielding that power is respecting the person who's gifted me their power with, within their limits of their hard limits that we've already negotiated and talked about. And hard limits are the things that people are not okay with. So I already know who uh, my submissive in that moment, all of their notes, all of their hard notes, all of their hard limits. So I know what it, they're okay with and what they're not okay with. But in that framework, I have all the power. And that's incredibly intoxicating and incredibly arousing. So that's why people do this on a conscious level. All right. And power exchange is more than just, I tie you up. Now, these are some of the things that you can do, but I tie you up and I blindfold you and then I beat you. Okay. So that that's like you know, a piece of that power exchange. But a power exchange is so much more than that. It's it's the sur- the complete surrendering to in that moment. So for me, I use a collar. Um and do I have my collar close? No. Anyways, I put a so what well, before so I have a predetermined time frame and the way that I define that is that I put a collar on the person. While I'm putting the collar on the person I make sure they know their safe words. Which is, you know, uh, the words that you need to use in before, you know, and you need to agree upon beforehand. Okay, very important. Um, so they know their safe words, and then as I'm putting this on them, I'm like, as I put this collar on you, I own your ass. Do you agree to that? And so there's a, a verbal for me. There's a verbal consent in that moment. As long as that collar's on. We have roles and power exchange and all sorts of things. We put all sorts of safety protocols into place in case something goes wrong, in case we want to change the dynamic, in case something happens. But while that collar is on, I'm in charge. Once that collar comes off, I'm no longer in charge. And it makes it really simple to know who's taking what role. So that's why I particularly love having a collar as a part of my BDSM practices is because it helps to create that containment space and expectational space. Okay. Now that power exchange happens also once the collar goes on. It's not just about I own, you know, in that moment I get to own their ass. It's also about my body language. And their body language so in their body language they may be doing everything I say but they may not actually have completely given over their power I can tell when that hasn't happened um, there's there's uh, there's a tone there's a, a glitter in, of defiance in the eyes there is um, you know there's all sorts of little, little subtle things, and the reason that I can igno- know all those subtle things is because I have studied human behavior my whole entire life. And the realm of power and the importance of the power exchange is something that I study not just in the realm of BDSM, but in the realm of every interaction I see humans have with each other and interactions that I have with others. And so, again, there's this body language thing. So, if I want to, like, say, okay, without saying I'm in charge here, I can easily, without saying those words, I can easily have everybody in that room know I'm in charge. And how is how my body positioning is and what space I'm taking up. So if you're watching right now, you'll be able to see it in my bot, my my posture, right? The minute I want to take charge in the and say I'm in charge and that this is a, you know pre agreed upon. Again, this needs to be pre agreed upon. But to test the waters out, you can start practicing this to start to observe where power exchange is happening, how a power exchange is happening with people, who's taking lead, who's following who took lead without the other person wanting them to take lead, like start to observe that is the big piece of the body language. So all I need to do is make myself bigger. So I'll roll my shoulders back. I'll put my chest out and my head comes up and I might put my hands on my arm, my arms on my hips. Um, Immediately I now taking up more physical space, but I'm also energetically taking up more space and others in the room will know that I'm in charge in that moment. My confidence is another piece that will allow people to know that I'm in charge. So when somebody gifts you their power, it's because they believe that you got it and that you can take care of it and that you can hold space for them and you can do all those things, which means that you have to be this very confident being in order to do that. Or at least fake it during that period of time of like, you know, to really hone in into your confidence so that the person can surrender into knowing that you got them. So there's a lot of little nuances of power exchange. And um, I hope these are like some good insights into like why would people play that out? And again, you can go extreme power exchange or subtle power exchange. And but yet there's always power exchange. Somebody's always in charge, and somebody's always following in order for interactions to move forward without uh, conflict or distress. So here's my question to you. Here's my task to you is to start to observe all of your interactions. All of your interactions, where are they? How are you sitting in your power? In that interaction, were you in charge or were they in charge? At what point were you in charge and then they were following? And then what point were they in charge and you were following? So you can start to understand the the human playing with power. And here's the thing, okay? So I, I I really want to leave you with this. Being a good leader or being a good dom or being a good, uh, you know, in charge person doesn't make you more superior or better than the person who is surrendering and gifting over their power to you. Because we live in a culture where we, um, that surrendering means that you're weak. And in North American culture, anyways. And that we revere power. The more power you hold, the more you can control the narrative, the more that you control everything and everyone around you is like this. We we see this as a great honor and a great, not even a great gift, but we like we revere people who are in power. And we revere people who are in power not in a healthy sort of way either, as a culture. So what that means that is, if you are somebody who surrenders and gives over your power, that that makes you weak, that, that somehow that that society, from a societal standpoint, that that makes you weak or that makes you less than. I'm here to tell you it's the opposite. Surrendering power means that you are truly comfortable in who you are. And that, when, especially from a conscious place, not from a not from a subconscious place and not from a dysfunctional place, which is that you don't want to have any responsibility, so you don't want to fail and you don't want to, you know, any of these things. Um, but if you give, your consciously give your power to somebody for a period, you know, predetermined time, and that person is really a healthy choice to do so, then that makes you incredibly amazing. Because that's not an easy thing because you have to work through your stuff about being seen as weak or being seen as less than or, you know, um, you know, all of the psychological aspects of surrendering and trusting. And so, you know, I really want to, so when you, when you start to watch the power exchanges that are happening all around you, I want you to also observe what judgments you have about the person who's in charge in that moment and the person who gave up their power and uh, you know you know surrendered I, I, I hate the word give up because it's like it's you know, anyway, surrendered their power in that moment so that they could be, they could follow um, and start to acknowledge your judgments that are attached to that so that you can release those judgments in the ways of like purging and You know, I have lots of podcasts about releasing and letting go and all those kind of things. So you can find those resources in my Orgasmic Life podcast uh, library. But observe, really, really observe. What are your judgments? Because those judgments that you have as you're observing the power exchange of people around you all the time is the, the judgments that you're going to carry internally with you about you feeling safe, you trusting, you releasing, you allowing, and also about taking power. It's not taking power, it's holding power. So this is the difference between dysfunctional, unhealthy, and potentially abusive behavior versus healthy exploration, okay? Which is, you don't take power. I don't take power from people. People gift me their power, and then I hold their power for them for a while. They lend it to me for a little bit, and then I gift it back to them. And there's no taking, there's no using, there's no abusing that's not consensual. (laughs) So that's a really important part of this process of when we start talking about power exchange. Now. You want to learn, like, what does that look like in a play session? And so I have my, remember I talked about in the beginning of this really fantastic new program that I have. It's epic! Woo All right. So this new program is, uh, it's my exclusive private BDSM uh, membership program. And so once a month I take a specific kink or a fetish. And we have a, live, a private live streaming for all of the members. Um, it's a two-hour event every month. And the first half an hour is the hows, the whys, and the safety, and the, the, how to, the education piece of it. And then for an hour, you get to see for all, all the members, only the paid private members, gets to see what it looks like to actually see that kink played out. So I will actually do a play scene with uh, my demo dolly, um, which is an opportunity as the members get to have the opportunity to uh, be the demo dolly if they want to be. Okay? So all of my exhibitionists are like, you can be like, woo, woo. <laughs> right. And then the last half an hour of that event you get to ask me and the Demo Dolly all the questions, all the questions that you, you don't normally get to have. So typically in the world of BDSM, we have education and then we have play. And they are usually separated from each other. It's a very rare opportunity to have the blending of those two plays in the So if you get education, you get all the theory, or theory of it. If you're getting the play where you're getting to watch and observe, you only get to watch and observe and you don't get to ask questions and you don't get to learn and you don't get to interact with the people who are playing. So this new membership program, which and it being available anywhere in the world, is like if you're curious about BDSM and kink and exploration and sexual exploration, get join. It's a monthly membership. Right now it's being sold for $47 a month. If you sign up now before March 1st, you get the $47 a month for a lifetime. Um, if you wait until after, um, it's going to be $97 a month. So it's huge savings. So I am I will put the link into uh, the show notes. If you're while you're waiting for me to set up the show notes, and you're like, oh my God, I need to register right now, um, you can just go to empressgaia.com, and you'll see the membership program there, and you can follow the links. the website. All right. So what a fabulous conversation. Thanks for another wonderful episode of My Orgasmic Life. Don't forget, pull out my wooden spirit hair. Don't forget to tip your hostess. That's me. Okay. Go join Patreon for $5 a month to support the work that I do for you. All right. And if you want to spend more time with me and you want to get to know me, then you want to spend more time and all the awesome things and the courses and the programs that I teach, you can visit me or private coaching and sessions. You can visit me at GaiaMorissette.com is my hub, and it'll take you to all the worlds and all the ways that you can interact with me. All right, have a juicy day, maybe filled with exploration and observation. Mwah. Bye-bye. mm mm-hmm.